Welcome to the Contractor's Best Friend Podcast, sponsored by Caterpillar and 4constructionpros.com. I'm your host, Brad Humphrey, and I'm joined today in the studio with Lonnie Fritz, heavy construction and road building specialist, and also Sam Meeker, who is involved with dozer and track uh, loading specialists, as well as dozer technology. Sam, you have the longest title, so you must be the most important guy on the podcast today. <laughs> I, I doubt that. I doubt that. I just, uh, I'm just a wordy guy. How's there that? You go. Well, we're right, and we're really talking right in your strength. I know we're talking about dozers today, range and operating weights. We want to review some of maybe the cat differences and even the application. But let's go way back. Let's start at the beginning. In the area of dozers, what might be maybe some of the biggest concerns, or certainly some of the the, the most important information you try to share with? Uh, uh, contractors as they're considering uh, the type of dozer they're going to buy and, and the size and that type of thing. Give us a little bit of a little bit of update on that. Yeah, so I think for the most part, uh, contractors looking at different sizes of dozers. Obviously, the application is going to be the the key thing that they need to be thinking about. Is this going to be uh, a tractor that's going to be mainly doing uh, finish grading work? Am I going to be mainly doing heavy dozing work, uh, or is it going to be a little bit of a mix of everything? And to me, that's where that's where we can, you know, kind of help help customers do some uh, estimates on uh, on productivity and help them pick the right machine. Really, just based on that application and, and the application mix that they're going to do. Awesome, you know, and, and let's let's and I want you to go ahead and jump on this as well. Can you give us a couple of applications and where it might impact the the type or size of dozer that a contractor might be looking at purchasing? Yeah, for sure. I mean, if we're talking about, uh, you know, let's say we've got a, a contractor that's going to be doing a, a little more heavy dozing work. Maybe somebody's, uh, uh, you know, knocking off the overburden from a quarry, um, you know, or a new small mine or something like that. Really need to be thinking about, um, you know, either six, seven, eight, you know, one of those sizes. And, and in terms of, uh, you know, SU blades or uh, even universal blades, if the material's already uh, blasted and, and possibly ripped. But, uh, but that's where, you know, where customers going to get the most uh, productivity that they can out of that is, is using that, you know, that dedicated heavy dozing blade, such as a semi-universal SU blade um, or possibly, possibly a U-universal type blade. Um, so, you know, kind of on the other side of the spectrum, right, you've got somebody who's uh, working in a, you know, road construction job or a site preparation job, and they're spending all of their time doing finish grading, right? You know, they're just knocking down truckloads, a little bit of spreading, and then doing finish grading, uh, prepping for the the compactor to come rolling in. Uh, so those guys really were, you know, thinking about D5, D6 size, right? D6 XE, uh, yeah. VPAT blade, wider blade, a little more coverage area, uh, and, and improves the, you know, really gets that productivity up in those type of applications. But, you know, definitely different tools for different jobs, right. for sure, depending on the, uh, the amount and the type of work that you're going to be doing. Sam, uh, you really teed up Lonnie here. I know Lonnie's probably just chewing at the bit right now. Lonnie, in your area of heavy construction, and you work with these guys all over the country, I know. Take what Sam just shared and give us some application. What are you doing? What are you guiding your contractors to look at? Yeah, we think about dozers, you know, to Sam's point, we're, you know, thinking about cutting and grading and spreading and especially finish grading um, as the machine continues to get smarter and smarter these days with the technology on it. Um, you know, if we, we broaden out to, you know, you always hear about the excavator being a Swiss army knife and the dozers right there too, you know, again, to the technology on these machines and all the applications they fit in, 
it is one of, if not the first machine to arrive and, and one of the last machines to leave many different sites today. Um, you look at clearing, right? Um, we know there's a lot of forestry products out there, but uh, clearing really fits into the dozer side of things as well. Um, ripping for that preparation, you know, of, uh, especially in rock excavation, where we really utilize whether it be single shank ripper or multi shank rippers um, to try to begin the, you know, fractionating of that material and, and getting it prepared to extract it from its uh, natural state. Mm. Um, we've used a lot of dozers back in the day in stockpiling, yep. you know, whether it's pushing up topsoil or it's even millings today, you know, the recycled asphalt pavement or known as wrap. Um, and then as a support machine, you know, maintaining the cut. Um, we're leveling off the fill, but I go back to the cut specifically and where we find those wheel tractor scrapers and uh, helping push them through, whether they be single engine or twin engine. Sometimes they just need a little extra push to maximize productivity, get that bowl fully loaded mm -hmm. in as little amount of time as possible mm -hmm. and matching that dozer, whether it be an eight, nine, 10, um, even north there to the 11. Um, again, depends what size of scraper, what type of material you're excavating. Um, they pair up really nice and uh, again, maximize that productivity. So another application uh, sometimes not always thought about, but where scrapers are being used, they really supplement nice as a support machine. Well, let me stay on this topic for just a moment. Let's say I'm a new contractor and, and I'm looking to get in my own business. I've, I've, I've pushed dirt before, I've cut dirt. Uh, now I want to break out on my own, but I don't have all of the money in the world to go out and buy three or four different uh, dosers based on weight and, and application. What would be a good piece of advice to give me on the most uh, multi-useful dozer for a, for a guy like myself. Let me uh, you know kind of throw just a little bit in there. When we're when we're thinking about the the versatility side of it, yeah, uh, in a machine that's gonna it's gonna spend time doing a little bit of everything, right? Um, the, you know, honestly, the D six is kind of right in that in that sweet spot in terms of being able to do the finish grading work uh, and the spreading work, but at the same time, you know, jump on over into the cut yeah. uh, and do a little bit of that heavier type of dozing work. So that's really, I mean, that's kind of the most popular tractor in there uh, when you when you get into that size. Obviously, the the five being just a little bit smaller um, spends a little bit more time on the lighter work. Um, you know, you, you wouldn't want to be bumping a scraper with a five, but a, a six. You know, in, in an occasional sense, you probably could touch a, a six twenty one or a twenty seven every once in a while with it if you needed to. You know, you get a slick day, you want to keep the twenty sevens rolling. Uh, maybe you gotta you gotta kiss them just a little bit with that D six, and you can get that done and and do that type of work with it. You sound like you're making a pretty good argument that, and I'm not trying to limit anybody's purchase power, but the D6 might provide a little bit of a multi-use for, for the guy or gal that's just getting into it early. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that, it's really kind of that, um, that, that sweet spot between that cut and carry type machine and that, that spread and finish type machine really kind of in there, you know, and, and just filling a lot of different applications with that. But at the same time, too, right? You know, I mean, it, depending on the type of, uh, of, of availability that you're going to have with that machine and, and the type of work you're going to do with it, a lot of guys jump down to that D5 and get a, you know, get almost the same work done. To, to Lonnie's point, with technology, you know, we found that you can do a lot of the same work with technology and, and be almost as productive as the next size larger machine. That's interesting. Lonnie, can you break out and, and go a little wider on that for ap actual applications with contractors? Yeah, and in my mind was going right where Sam's was when you look at applications and kind of that sweet spot, and that's at D6. And, you know, you always got to keep in mind mobilization, right? That that machine goes up on a low boy really nicely. Yeah. Not a lot of permitting necessary. You're maximizing, again, mid-range, you're, you're maximizing capacity and capability of that machine 
from beginning to end, depending how you configure it with the different attachments and the technology, but also it's still quite easy to transport with regarding width and weight. Um, the, the applications are pretty much endless um, as to how far reaching that machine is. And, and really, Brad, it, it goes a lot back to production is at the end of the day, yeah. you know, you think of excavators with bucket size, you think of wheel loaders with bucket size, you have to think about dozers with blade capacity. Yep. There are production studies out there. Sam runs on every single model you'll find up and down the Caterpillar line um, in dozers. Um, they have a rated production. So we can never lose sight of that. And the D1 obviously is going to move less material than the 2, 3, 4, all the way up to the 11. And you can mix and match that any way you, you need to go. So it all comes down to bank cubic yards. How much do I need to move? What's the rated capacity? And never losing sight of the material composition that you're in and what that machine can physically produce. And does that match with your needs? Does that match with the schedule of the project and get you done on the completion date? So all that rolled together along with the applications it can produce. It again, it goes back to machine, machine selection. There's a reason we go from D1 to D11. So you can have the one that fits best for the applications over the entire machine life cycle. Hey, Lonnie, I want to I want to throw in real quick there, and, and you use that big P number, uh, the the big P word, that productivity word. Right. And uh, I I think that it's a good uh, rule of thumb, right? You you, you mentioned the things that make, uh, you know, the things that determine productivity in a dozer. And it's uh, it's a pretty simple equation. It's weight, horsepower, and blade size, right? And, and obviously based on the material. Um, but I just want to throw a quick rule of thumb out for all the listeners out there. And this, is, this has been pretty handy for me over the years is the 20% rule. So, you know, roughly the next size dozer is going to give you roughly about 20% productivity gain over the size that you're currently in. And, and it really fits in well, uh, you know, for spreading and dozing work, say, between the D4 and the D5 or the D5 and the D6, or the D6 and the D7. It's a roughly a 20 percent jump between each of those. And I think that's a good rule of thumb for guys to have while they're thinking about, uh, you know, how they're going to size machines and dozers for the job that they're working on or the, the job that they're bidding on. I would love what you said, because the three of us are tracking in the same direction. Let me put this on you, though. And you don't have to go one through 11 on this. Certainly. I mean, this is I really don't. I'm not asking this question to be a, a to be a brochure, so to speak. But give us a quick example of maybe, you know, D1, D3, D5. Just take us down through. The, what would be a quick example of where it might be advantageous to go to that next D level in order to get a bit more work? I know you've said 20 percent. Define what that 20 percent might look like in a real situation on a job site. Yeah. So, I mean, in terms of, uh, you know, I've got a handful of numbers up in front of me here that I was just looking at uh, between a five and a six and a seven. So, you know, roughly um, a five heavy dozing work, you know, working in uh, soils, maybe a little decomposed rock, um, you know, with uh, 15% idle time, 10% miscellaneous work. So the rest of the time, 75% of the time we're doing nothing but heavy dozing, you know, and we're looking at, you know, 100, 150 loose cubic yards an hour, we jump up to the uh, the D6s. Now we're looking at 180 to 210. We jump up to the D7s. Now we're you know up in that 240, 250, and you get up into the D8. Now you're in that 300 range. So those are all loose cubic yards an hour. You know, a, a traditional 150 foot push on a zero percent grade. Wow. Okay, Lonnie, take me through what what is the contractor looking at to make those decisions? I mean, what what applications are they going to be involved with de determining whether they they want to do the D five to the D seven? 
Yeah, well, if we if we go on the analytics and just throw some more numbers out there, you know, the, we talked about a lot about size. Let's get specific. If you look at the D1, you know, depending on configurations and machines, it's going to tip the scale about 19,000 pounds. The D6 around 49,000. You get up the D11, you're looking at 250,000 pounds. Again, depending on configuration. So wow. am I in an application of smaller parking lots, but I need a dozer? It's just a little bit more than maybe even the largest skid steer can handle. And am I in a D1, D2? To your question, uh, Brad, am I a D5 to a D7? Well, you know, using that rule of thumb, I'm looking at 40% spread between D5 to D7. Yes. Um, for me, and when I was in industry, a lot of it came down to, again, how much do I need to move? Mm. And it also came down to its weight and horsepower to Sam's point. Can, is that five, is that D5 enough machine mm. to cut this type of material to produce this production that is expected of me as a project manager in the day. Yeah. So it comes back to sizing and, you know, the, the Bible, the Caterpillar Bible, the performance handbook, right? There's a lot of references out there. We've kind of moved beyond that now with some of the new digital tools that we have. And please consult your dealer for those as well as your uh, internal Caterpillar expertise in trying to figure out which machine does match up. You know, I, I hate to say it's case by case basis, Brad, but there's several terms that equation right. uh, that, that come into play to say, ooh, that's the right fit machine yep. for all the information you yep. just gave me. Yep. And then we can size that. The good part is, Brad, is we have the machine for you yes. because we break down incrementally to find the sweet spot to get you in that 100 plus percent of your expectations of that dozer. Guys, this has been a great conversation. Uh, and, and I'm like, I, the reason I keep going back to the contractor is at, at, number one, they're the ones, they're our customer. But the second thing is, is that customers are, you know, are your customers are you know, contractors in the United States facing so many challenges out there and certainly cost increases is just one of them. And um, and so we're, we're, we're trying to find what what's the most economical way, what makes the most business sense. Hey, if you're listening to this podcast, you've heard from two of the experts, Sam Meeker uh, and Lonnie Fritz. And we're hey, guys, thanks for being here today. It was awesome to have you there. This again, this podcast, we're very fortunate to be sponsored by uh, both Caterpillar and ForConstructionPros.com. I've been your host, Brad Humphrey. Thank you for being a part of this. Hey, we want you to have the best today and also a safe day as well. Find new videos from the Caterpillar team on the Cat Products YouTube channel.